Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Twenty percent of the songs on Spotify have never been played. That's four million songs that have been so thoroughly orphaned that even their creators couldn't be bothered to play through them just once. There's a good chance that at least some of these were written by a guy named Matt Farley. Matt records in his basement in Danvers, Massachusetts. For work, he does two long shifts at a group home every week. And that lets him spend the other four days just writing songs. When his wife, Elizabeth, comes home from work, she'll sometimes just stand upstairs and eavesdrop. She likes to not tell me when she's coming home so that she can come home and hear, you know, honk, honk, honk goes the horn, beep, 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 honk your horn. And then, like, I hear footsteps. I'm like, are you home? She's like, I like your new song, and I'm totally embarrassed. Matt's clean-cut and tall. He looks like he could model an airline neck pillow in a catalog. And his house is like any suburban house you've ever seen. Until you go down into that basement, which really is like a secret laboratory where he's inventing a million weird bands that are really just him churning out song after song after song. Since he started in 2008, he's recorded more than 14,000 songs. That's over 100 every day that he's writing, and that's 4,250 happy birthday songs. Hey, Alex. Hey there, Alex. Alex, Alex, Alex. It's your birthday. You probably knew that, Ann. You probably knew that, Ann. Cause after all, Ann, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Guadalupe. Guadalupe, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Guadalupe. Matt's latest album is about transportation. That's where that honk, honk, honk goes the horn, beep, beep, beep lyric comes from. This is not an album about problems with transportation or about something that happened while someone was transporting from one place to the other. It's an album about transportation, the noun. He lets me peek at his notes. Right, so this is just, it's a, it's a notepad with every car, truck, motorcycle, tractor, trailer, camper van, minivan, van, bicycle, tricycle, train, subway, taxi cab. Matt has pages and pages filled with columns of song ideas. And by ideas, I mean words. Coming up, a little preview. Oh, the clothing album is going to be so good. Boots, <laughs> shoes, sneakers, high heels. The body parts album, foot, toes, ankle, big toe, pinky toe, middle toe, Achilles tendon. All right, so this is something you need to understand about Matt. All his life, Matt has made slightly arbitrary choices and then committed to them hard. Like in fifth grade, when his friends started swearing, he thought it'd be funnier to not swear. So he didn't, and he still won't. Or he really likes walking. So last year, he walked from his house in Danvers to the Boston Marathon, which means he basically walked the length of a marathon to just go watch a marathon. He also publishes a monthly newsletter about long walks, which is handwritten. When he does something, he does it big, including the music. So I have a band called the Toilet Bowl Cleaners, and um, there's eight albums of, of poop songs. You'd think I would run out, but the most recent one is like my pet sounds of, of poop songs. It's intense. It's beautiful. What's it called? It's called You Thought We Ran Out of Poop Song Ideas. You Were Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, at first, it's just the poop song, you know, where I just sing the word poop. 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 That's a little frustrating because the poop song where I sing the word poop is the number one 
song. All I do is sing poop, 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 you know? Yeah. And then there's others where I write what I consider to be good music and clever lyrics, and they do well enough, but it's like, jeez. <laughs> but the, it's getting a little more abstract. You know, Poop Into a Wormhole is one of my favorite new tracks, and it's, it's fantastic. When you play a song on Spotify or on iTunes, the musician gets a tiny royalty, and a lot of them are angry about how bad the pay is. Matt's not. Matt's secret is that even if none of his songs are ever hits, he can still make half a living because there's just so many of them. And a lot of them are about things that people tend to search for online. So he's got kind of a song for everybody. Liberals love criminals, everybody knows. They love to help them get out on parole. That's a song by Matt's band, the ultra-right-wing conservatives. Big government is good. We need more programs. We need to hire more people to work for these programs. That, of course, is the extreme left-wing liberals. Who's gonna be pitching last? The man with the great, great stash. The man they call the axe. John Axford. And that, of course, is from the Green Bay and Milwaukee sports band. Spatial hair. And so they're unaware of strikes whizzing by them. My standard is if a song earns me $2 in a year, then I'm doing well. There's plenty of songs that make three cents a year, but, you know, it all averages out, and I'm up to 14000 So if it's, if on average, if you have 14,000 songs, are you making like $28,000 a year on, on royalties? This year was 23000 You know, I'm hoping for twenty five, twenty six next year, which would be nice. That's yeah. great. Yeah. One of the things about staring at the internet all day is you can have this feeling of being overwhelmed by just how much, like, content there is how much crap how many tiny things made by people to grab your attention for one second that no one's ever loved or cared about and matt's music should be like that he writes songs about everything that people search for to make a tiny bit of money to make a living but for some reason when you find one of his songs it feels specific and tailored and made for you even though his process really is completely impersonal my newest thing that i just released is an album called um Songs about things in my house. And, like, there's the door song, the window song, the stove, the refrigerator, and so on and so forth. And um, I was cracking up. Wait, but that that feels like one that wouldn't do super well. Yeah, but it just got out, put out a week ago, and, and the song about my hot water heater sold. <laughs> hot water heater! Someone actually spent 99 cents on that. A lot of the reason that Matt makes art is to connect with people. Artists say that line all the time, but with Matt, it's literal. He puts his phone number in his songs. And strangers call. At least once a day, I got to turn the phone off overnight, my wife insists. Because I would be so excited at 3 in the morning to get a call. Hey, are you the guy from the song? Like, yeah, I am. And I'll talk their ear off. What's funny is also they end up ending the phone. You know, usually it's like the person is the one who's like, look, I, I don't have time for you, I gotta go. And in fact, it usually goes the other way. We're like, well, um, I guess that's all I want to know. I gotta go now. I'm like, okay, thanks, bye. So this is the question that everybody asked me when I told them about Matt. I felt really uncomfortable asking it, which I think you can hear in the tape. Well, it's just, I guess like, so uh, when I was talking to friends about this, they'd be like, the question everybody asked would immediately be like, either... Are the songs good? Yeah. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> what would you say to that? I would say some of them are good because they're good. They're definitely catchy. Um, 
plenty of them are, are terrible, but the fact that they exist is wonderful. I would like it if someone else was doing what I was doing. Uh, so therefore, I'm doing it for anyone else out there like me. When I talked to Matt, it was two days before Christmas, and I still hadn't bought a present for either of my step-parents. It's really hard to buy presents for your step-parents. So I asked Matt if he wouldn't mind writing songs for them. Here's what I get for Nan. Sure, for Nancy? For Diana. Okay. My dad's wife. You could do Diana, too. Or you could do that either way. Let's go with Nan. I like Nan. She likes going to New York City, and she has a bunch of stray cats called Lolos that she feeds and the neighbors are really mad about. And she drinks white wine, and she's really thoughtful at buying people presents, which is why I've been freaking out about getting her a Christmas present. What does she call you? Should I mention you? In the yeah. yeah. Uh, she calls me PJ. Okay. White wine, thoughtful gift giver. Yeah, and she really loves her kids. Is that too much stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let me just think of some chords here. Yeah. All right. All right. <clears throat> Merry Christmas, Nan. Nan who loves to go to NYC. Nan, keep on feeding those low lows, even though the neighbors say no, no. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Nan. Sitting back with a glass of white wine. Merry Christmas, Nan. You always know just what kind of gift to get for PJ and... PJ was thinking that maybe it was time you deserved a song. Merry Christmas, Nan. I drive back to Pennsylvania for Christmas and spend two days just totally psyched to have this song. I play it for friends off my giant tape recorder, none of whom find it as charming as I do. It's like playing a recording of a stranger doing karaoke. But then, on Christmas Day, I play it for Nan, and she grins from ear to ear. She makes me play it again and again, and she asks me to email it to her, and reminds me not to forget, and then later writes me a really heartfelt email about how nice it made her feel. I know that this song is just some chords and five facts that I gave to Matt, but here's where I think its secret power comes from. Matt's songs mostly just inventory the world. Yeah, there's a door. Yeah, there's a water heater. Yep, you're in the family. But when you have step-parents, saying, yeah, you're in the family, is this thing that maybe never gets said. The song uncomplicated a complicated situation by just stating facts. As a reporter, you are not supposed to do stories because you want the person you're covering to become famous. But I want Matt Farley to become famous. I want him to be able to write a song for every single noun. LBR was produced by me, PJ Vote, with the Doodlebug, Alex Goldman. Our executive producers, Kat Rogers, Sir Andrew Dunn is our engineer. Our theme song is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Production help from Kimmy Regler, and special thanks this week to Lynn Levy and Starley Kine. 
If you want to hear more of Matt's music, and you should, go to moturnmedia.com. That's M-O-T-E-R-N media.com. And if you'd like more TLDR, go to tldr.onthemedia.org, where Alex and I are both blogging every single day. We also tweet at TLDR. We are TLDR. Into a wormhole.